Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom and the things they've learned along the way. Today's Sandro Forte podcast guest epitomizes transformation. Marty Karai, Marty as she likes to be known, was as close to quitting as it was possible to be. In 2016, she was professionally burnt out and had the added stress of a relationship breakup. The two things had well and truly taken their toll. With what little courage and determination she had left, she found a mentor and set about turning her life around. By the following year, Marty was the top performer in her organisation and her success led her to start her own business, King Financial, where she focuses on helping business owners and corporate executives with their financial and wealth management. Such has been Marty's meteoric rise, she is now a regular speaker at various events, she's a big supporter of charitable activity and is now herself a mentor to others. What a story. Marty, welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Hi, Sandro. Thank you for inviting me. And what a lovely accent. You have to tell us where you're from, Marty. (laughs) I am from Hungary. Very, very beautiful place. Budapest, one of the loveliest cities in the world. Yes. And if those listeners out there get the chance, they really need to visit. So, Marty, tell us about this incredible journey to the top of life, you know, really from the bottom in a very short space of time. So if you don't mind, let's start in 2016. And of course, if there's anything else we could possibly know about you that will help us to understand where you've come from and where you're going. Well, in uh, 2016, I have been in the financial profession for 10 years already. And uh, I had the chance to experience success before I was number one, but that year was very difficult for me because I had, I had to face crises in my private life and also in my business life. So the kind of a life situation when nothing works in your life Mm -hmm. at all. And um, it was so bad that I was seriously considering quitting the financial profession and I start something new, a new career. And uh, fortunately, that's not what happened because uh, it took me uh, 18 months, but uh, I could raise myself from failure to success. And it was an indirect association with an organization called MDRT, the Million Dollar Round Table, that absolutely changed the course of my life. So uh, where is this organization based? Uh, that's a leading question. I know the answer, of course, because uh, yes. we, we go back quite a long way, but I'm kind of making this enticing for the listeners to understand. But Million Dollar Roundtable, uh, based in America uh, and a very large worldwide organization, right? Yes, uh, it, it, it started like 90 years ago, I believe. It's an independent association for financial advisors and one of the best association I have ever met in my life. It is uh, really like a family 
sharing the knowledge with each other and uh, a society good to belong to. Like uh, there we have annual meeting every year, which is about members sharing their knowledge with each other, which is amazing. It's a great opportunity to develop the business, but at the same time to meet very good people from all around the world and have a lot of friends. So MDRT is uh, is a very good association. I so like you, it a lot. So you pick up ideas that help you in your business and make new friends and connect with people from around the world. Yes, absolutely. But um, it makes, it is special for me because um, in at MDRT, I ex- experienced something that I did not experience never before in my career. A very open society, very open and helpful people where things are not about competition, but it is about helping each other. Mm. So it's, uh, it's, it's really close to my heart. And they, they have a mentoring program where they encourage people to get together, right? Yes. Okay. So tell us about 2016. So kind of things were pretty bad at the time, but you made a decision, right? To find somebody to help you get back to where you were before, because you'd been successful in the past. So tell us about what happened, you know, finding the courage, because that of course is the first step, isn't it? Finding the courage to ask for help. Uh, yes, uh, I believe my first step was to make a decision about uh, wanting to get out of burnout and that bad situation. And in my experience, it is very important because sometimes about things we are like, oh, I want it, but I don't want it. I don't know what to do. And that's not the way to go to achieve things. So you can't go the two directions at the same time. You either want it or not. So Mm. first you must decide on that. And uh, I decided that I I would like to come out from the situation I was. And uh, I approached the mentor. I sent him an email and introduced my problems for him. And he offered help. Can I I ask you, how, how difficult was it to make the decision to reach out to somebody? Because we get a lot of people, Marty, on the podcast who talk about support networks, whether it's family, friends, business colleague. You talk about making a decision and many people make a decision to do something. They're called New Year's resolutions, right? And we decide to make do something in our lives, but then we never quite do it because we're not as committed as you you clearly were. So to draw the distinction, to, to make sure we understand this, there's a difference between a commitment that's like 10 out of 10 and there's a commitment that's 5 out of 10 and you made the 10 out of 10 commitment, right? So you reached that, but how difficult was it to send the email? Well, um, because I already made the decision, it was not difficult, I believe. But um, sometimes it's not easy to ask for help because uh, in that situation, we might be very um, sensitive, vulnerable, and it takes courage to go to someone and tell that, look, this is my problem. This is what happened with me. So it's, it can be difficult, I believe. But uh, when the decision is made in the heart mm-hmm. and also in the mind, then it's going to work. So how did, how did it all happen so quickly? You know, we hear success stories of people and, and businesses all around the world. But when you consider how long ago it was they were first established, and I include all the really famous names here, Richard Branson, Steve Jobs, 
it's taken them a lot of time. I mean, your your success was really fast, really. Well. So <laughs> what were the other things that you you had to do? I think uh, it's the question of how you look at things because uh, uh, I am a kind of a person who doesn't like slow things. So uh, maybe the 18 months was not that fast for me. <laughs> but um, I think it happened because I became committed about it because it's not just about the decision as you have just mentioned it, but um, it's to get committed because uh, I reorganized my business totally. It was like after 10 years, I, I did rebuilt it from zero. So just a second start in my career. And uh, during the way, the journey, sometimes it was very difficult because uh, I was in an environment with my colleagues where they kept doing the same activities, which I had been doing before. And every day I listened to my past activities, but I had to do something new. And sometimes I felt like, oh, I will go crazy. I can't do this. But uh, I had a strong vision to get where I want to. So I, I was committed to my goal. I didn't give up. So I think it helped me to get where I wanted mm. to be. And what about the other steps? Because I mean, I've heard you speak. Now, again, to put this into perspective for people, this is someone we're talking to today, uh, Marty Karai, who has never spoken on a stage prior to, um, you know, all these amazing things you've been doing recently and you're kind of like a natural um, and already you're starting to get speaking engagements booked for next year, but telling this really amazing story of, you know, rags to riches, really. Um, so what are the other things? Because I know that when you present now, you talk about five really key things. You've mentioned commitment, of course, and working with a mentor. What are What are the other things that that you take your audience through and what, what lessons can you help people to learn from your experience? Um, another lesson is to focus on your strengths, I believe, because um, I have an experience uh, by talking to many people that uh, when we are in hard times, it's, um, it's easy to only focus on the bad things and the mistakes we have done. So, for example, I am a great believer that uh, to work on ourselves is very important. But also I see people sometimes uh, to only want to correct themselves. Mm. So what's the mistake? What do I need to be better all the time? And uh, sometimes when we are in difficult times, it's uh, easy. It helps only to put our focus from the negative to the positive. What are the things that we are already incredibly good at and put the focus there? Because if we think of that, then um, it can bring us so much higher. I don't say it's not important to work on ourselves, but we need to keep the balance. And I would say not even balance. I would focus more on the positive side of our personality. Mm. Because when once, for example, we discover what are the things we are incredibly good at and even in the business, we will try to think that how can we implement it in the business, then it can give us a lot to fly in the business. Mm. And so for someone like me, I, uh, I find it very difficult to focus on my strengths. <laughs> I tend to, I can give you a big long list of all my weaknesses, <laughs> but when you ask me to think about my strengths, I, I find it quite difficult. And many, many people do, of course. So, you know, if somebody was sat here now saying to you, but Marty, I'm not good at anything, what would you say to 
Someone like that. Do you, do you really believe that everybody is good at something? I do 100% believe in that. And uh, I really understand what you have just said because I was the same. I, I, um, very big list about what to be corrected. But um, I realized that after a time, if you do, we do that too much, that's not about improving, but maybe about hurting ourselves a little by time to time. So if someone cannot write anything on the paper, then why not? I would advise to go to friends family and, and ask for their help that tell me what do you think I am good at? That's a really good piece of advice. And one that I took many years ago, because I work with a, like a personal development coach. And it was one of the first exercises he got me to do was to write to five people, but they were five very different people, family, friends, but also clients, people I knew in business. So I had a very, very diverse wow. range of, <laughs> of people. Could and, have I been ha- interesting. and I had to ask these five specific <laughs> questions. And what was really interesting was that the feedback was identical with every single one of them. Was it? Because everyone sees you the same way. Even if you don't see yourself the same way, people do tend to see whether they are completely diverse in their association with you. Most people tend to see you in the, in the right way. So your advice there, I think, is absolutely uh, spot on. So what, what are the other things that you, you talk about? I mean, obviously, we want to make sure you get lots of bookings for your wonderful speeches, so don't give too much away. But <laughs> what, are the, uh, what are the other things that you, you talk about? Uh, it is important to have some mental activities, especially I think when we are in a profession that we sit in front of other people many times in our, uh, in front of our clients. And, uh, for example, one of the practice I used to do is that uh, there is a question and I write down the answer to it time to time like one in a month or, or once in a two months time. And it's a question sounds that uh, if I am the most important person in my life, what do I need to feel okay? So repeat that for us. If I am the most important person in my life, what do I need to feel okay? Wow. And you can cover different areas, family, health, spiritually, finances. It will also help you to think of yourself as a whole person. Because once we know the answer for that and uh, we know how we are okay, then we will immediately make our environment also okay. Sometimes we are waiting for solutions from outside. But it always comes from inside because Mm. uh, no one can change our life. Uh, We must be the change in Mm. our life. You are the first podcast guest we've had in a year who has given us that piece of advice. So that's that's great. So are there any kind of techniques that you use? Uh, Do you do you focus on is this is this merely about goal setting and then imagining the goals? I mean, many people have read the book by Stephen Covey and they and he talks about the end in my, you're shaking your head. Uh, but he writes about, you know, focusing on goals, but start with the end in mind. So once you've got your, your goal, your vision, you then work your, your way backwards and work out the steps that you need to take in order to achieve your objective. So what you're really saying is kind of similar, right? Yeah. I think uh, it's important to have the vision, but it must be clear. Yeah. You really need to know what you want. Otherwise, um, 
let me say life cannot bring it to you because if you want this, that and something else, it's mm. difficult to organize the life. And um, so, um, so when people, because I just want to piece two things together now, because you've said two really v- very valuable things. So it's about um, the, the mental practice, but it goes back to that thing you said earlier about commitment. You know, all of us have got goals whether we've written them down or thought about them or we create them at the start of every year, the reason they don't happen for most of us from what you're saying is that we're not really committed to them and we don't practice the technique of achieving them step by step every day, every week, every month. The reason for that might be that many people are not disciplined. And uh, for example, we know each other for a while and I know that, for example, this is one of your courage that you you are very disciplined in the business and I don't see that many times in people they they just set the goal and uh, they don't keep doing the activities time to time so they don't repeat actions and um, it's good to have visions but we need to take actions Mm. and actions speak louder than the voice absolutely and anything else that you talk of uh, what was the question? Uh, we're just going through your, your five steps. Oh, okay. No, that was it. Well, um, the bonus extra idea I would have, and I believe this is the most important thing is to do what we are doing from deep of our heart, because, um, what comes from there always works. That's something I can guarantee for anyone. So, so pursuing a goal with passion, I guess. You know, what really, really badly wanting something and doing whatever it is you need to do to achieve that objective. So that, again, circles back to the commitment. So really, really wanting something badly in your heart, but having the discipline and the commitment to achieve that objective. I think when it's on your heart, maybe you want it with your mind, but you feel it with your heart. Right. Yeah. Okay, great. So... Let me take you back because, I mean, you, you went to university, you studied history. Yes. <laughs> how, how on earth then, Marty, did you get into the financial services business? Well, uh, I, I am from the countryside and I moved to Budapest, to the capital of Hungary. And while being a u- university student, I was looking for a job for um, keep myself living. Yeah. And I I remember that I sent many CVs everywhere and I just time to time found uh, an advertisement about being a financial planner. And I read what it is and I said, oh, this is something very good. And uh, I went to three interviews, all of them took me. (laughs) And, um, And I just thought that this is something good. This is something what people is going, going to like and will work for me. So I decided to start the business and I remember that in the first three months I did no sale <laughs> because it, like everyone else, <laughs> yes, it just turned out that maybe some people do not think about it the way I, I feel about it. So I had to learn a lot at the beginning, but I found it very important that, uh, to help people through our noble profession. Mm-hmm. And to make them understand what, why they need it, for example, what's the use of it for them. So I worked 
for an independent agency for seven years. And um, then I moved to another company and uh, I changed my business that time as well. And I started to work with the high net worth individuals and companies. Right. And so, and then obviously in 2016, a few things went yes. wrong, but that of course happens in life. Success and failure never, never rises or falls in a straight line. You know, just, it was a bump in the road. Well, for you, because you dealt with it so well. Um, what, what do you, what do you love about what you do? What's kept you in the business? I love the people. Um, I, I love the time, what I can spend with my clients. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I love their stories. I love to understand their lives. And uh, it is just so great to be able to be a little added value for what they have created because Sometimes um, we have the responsibility to help someone in connection of wealth management with the money they have built in a lifetime. Mm. And uh, that's an important moment for them. And I think it's great to be there and great to be their advisor and their help. I have a quite uh, personal connection with my clients usually. And... Uh, yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> and, and what's changed, if anything's changed, has any had anything or what has changed in terms of the way you approach business before 2016 and now that you've, you know, really turned your life around? Do you do you work in a different way now or is it exactly as it was before, just with the, the adjustments that have helped you to overcome your challenges back in 2016? My business is very different. I think in the way I approach clients and uh, even the way I think about the whole process, because uh, before I was thought by managers and trainers that uh, like we have to run after clients a little bit mm -hmm. uh, and the client is the king. And of course they are, but um, I... I think now I have a business that I run and not a business that runs me. That's, that's a very important. What do you mean by that uh, exactly? That I think it is not um, the environment and the people from outside that control my business, but I have the control in it. So more disciplined then? More disciplined. I know more how to achieve my things and I have established uh, systems I did not have before. Right. I, I work and think more in like that. I, for example, do like to do a lot of projects. I like to think in projects. I, because I love looking for new things. If there are no new things, I'm dead. So I'm always looking for ways how to improve the business. And then I find out a project and then I, I have to think about it, find out, have a plan, then take action, put it in practice, and then think about it. If I keep it, move it forward. I, I like that, for example. So I'm really fascinated uh, to understand for someone who's done so much in a short space of time, I think you could easily be forgiven, Marty, for just focusing only on yourself, making the business as successful as possible, becoming even more financially successful, and really not focusing too much on other people. But one thing that I've noticed about your progression in your mm. in your life and in your career is that um, not only have you started to do an awful lot of work for charity, so the Million Dollar Roundtable Foundation, for example, and other things that you do locally, and also 
the fact that you're now mentoring other people. Why have you made the decision to help so many other people when really you could easily just be focusing on yourself? Well, um, in connection to business, um, I believe that um, I have been mentored. It's had a very big impact in my life and I would like to give it for others because I've got a great thing and, uh, and I don't think I should keep it. I think I should give it away as well, just as it happened to me. On the other way, uh, or on the, in, so in another perspective, um, I think uh, there is a limit we can achieve alone. And uh, I believe that uh, if I, for example, want to make progress in my business, then I have to start to think in a team and work with others. So it's possible to build something bigger than I would be able to do alone. Mm. So I am motivated in that, in that, for example. And uh, um, the charity you have asked me about, it's, uh, I believe that the biggest power we have is called the unconditional love. And charity is the unconditional love in action that we don't just feel good about people, but we do for them because, uh, and not to make ourselves better and bigger, but just to build others. And, and does it, does that help you as a person, you know, the, the work that you're doing and the time you give so freely, does that help you as a person spiritually, or does it help you build better relationships with your clients? Do they recognize what you do? Does it help them to appreciate you as a person or as a professional more than before? Mm, because I do charity. Yeah. Just, you know, do they look at you and think, wow, you know, Marty is a more of a public figure. She's doing great things for other people. Does it help you to build better relationships with people? Do they see you differently? Mm, I don't think of that in that perspective. But do you think they but do? If I think about it, I would say that yes. Yeah. It, yes. So what but, is, what, sorry, what, no. what is, um, this is a big question to ask you. Do you mind me first of all asking you, how old are you, Marty? I'm 33. Okay. So you're a young lady, right? And definitely the best, best accent of all the guests we've had <laughs> uh, on, on the Sandro Forte podcast. So you're 33 years, years old and at the age of 30 or just turning 30, you know, life is upside down and then you turn it all around and, uh, and you've given a huge amount of, uh, a huge amount of your success to lots of other people. What is... What is success to you, Marty? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Have you got there yet? Does it evolve and change? I think uh, success means when uh, we can have a peace of mind of being satisfied. Because uh, once we are satisfied, then things are great around us, inside and outside as well. And... Uh, before and even now, I like to aim very high. Is that a bad thing? Is it bad to aim high? Because a lot of people uh, set goals based on other people's expectations. That's certainly something I've found from guests I've spoken to or my own experiences in life. So setting that bar really high in life, is that, is that a good thing? Would you encourage people to aim a little bit higher? Yes, I would absolutely encourage people to aim higher because um, if you are committed and and uh, keep 
to do things about it to achieve it, then I guarantee that you will achieve it. It's just a question of time. What I would advise for them or even for myself sometimes <laughs> is that um, if we aim very, very high, then we need to be able to appreciate little success on the journey because uh, before maybe I did not took a focus on it too much. Mm-hmm. And um, it makes uh, the journey feel so much better. So breaking big goals down into small steps that you can yes. achieve on a regular basis, that helps to keep you focused and on the, on the right track. And I suppose mentally helps you to stay positive. Yes. Right? Okay. What about the future? You know, 33 years old, uh, lovely accent, <laughs> good looking, uh, world, at her, world at her feet. And um, what does the future look like for you? What's, hap- what's going to happen in the next five years, for example? Clearly, I mean, you're traveling the world. You've got all these invitations to go and share your amazing story with people all over the world. Um, but, and obviously you're going to grow your business, of course. Um, any plans for the future that you don't mind sharing with us? Do you have any new ideas, new directions that you want to go off in? Uh, well, as you have just mentioned, I'd like to do more speaking, travel around because I love traveling. Mm-hmm. I love experiences. It values for me so much more than properties and all those things. So I've just been traveling in Australia for two, three weeks. It was amazing. And I'd like to do more that, more traveling and uh, build a business. Um, I would like to hire advisors and build a team. Mm. And, um, well, what else? I'd like to cross the Atlantic Ocean with a sailing boat. Wow. Okay. We're not talking about a cruise liner here. We're talking about a sailing boat. Okay. Yes. So that really is setting the bar quite high, isn't it? Yes, uh, I have, I, I know people who have done it and, and I would like to do that. That's definitely my bucket list in the next five years. Good for you. So the all important question now, who is this mentor that you've been working with <laughs> over the last three years? Yeah, well, he's a, a really nice person who is uh, always very helpful, has a, a good mind for people and also achieved a very big success in our business. And his name is Sandro Forte. <laughs> so we're now going to let everyone into the secret. Now, this I, to put this into perspective for people, I don't want anyone to think for one moment that, that Marty's very kind words then uh, are in any way true because she's done all this herself. They are. <laughs> but the reason I wanted Marty to share her story is that she is one of a, a remarkable few uh, who have just taken a couple of very simple ideas being pointed in the right direction. And everything that Marty's just shared on, on this podcast is absolutely 100% true, but she has done all of this herself. And I wanted, uh, well, a very large number of listeners now, well in excess of 40,000 across 38 countries to recognise and to learn from a young lady who has taken adversity and literally flipped it on its head. And, and I think the mentoring bit... Um, is really one very small part of all of this, but no. uh, what you've achieved, no, what you've achieved, um, you're being far too modest. What you've achieved <laughs> is entirely down to you. Um, so just remind us then, if you would, of those, those five things that will help us to achieve greater outcomes in, in the future. Well, so um, the five steps is to make a decision 
have a mentor, be committed, focus on your strengths and uh, have some mental activities and put all this together to do it from your heart. Wow. Brilliantly said. Okay. How do we find out more about you? Are you, are you a presence on social media? Yeah, um, you can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn. If free, free to approach me, if I can do spell something Spell your for name you. for us, because <laughs> I did, I did my best to pronounce your name. It's the first person who pronounced my <laughs> name correctly. Well, I've had a few years practice, but um, just spell your name for us so we know where to find you. It is a K-I-R-A-L-Y. And M-A-R-T-A. And that's the way it will appear on social media. Yeah. Okay. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. And the final question, Marty, before we run out of time, sadly, because I could go on talking to you for a long time. uh, The last question, which as you know, because I know you've listened to a few of the podcasts, uh, so you know what's coming. The question is, you're now having a conversation with maybe not just a young version of yourself, maybe somebody in an audience comes up to you and says, Marty, I've heard your wonderful story. Congratulations on all you've achieved. But I'm, you know, I'm just starting out in the business or I'm starting out in life in a different profession. And I really, really don't know kind of how to get started or how to find my way. What's the one bit of advice that you would give them based on all the experiences you've had, good and bad? But based on all those experiences, what's that one bit of advice you'd give to that young person who says, Marty, help me? My advice is to forget about worrying too much and uh, have the courage, be brave and take action. Very succinctly put. Um, I don't know what to say. It's been a real pleasure having you on, on the uh, Sandro Forte podcast. And thank you. Uh, this is this is being recorded from a, a far-flung place. Uh, we're not even in the studio. So the fact you've given up your time, I know you're being pulled in lots of different directions at the moment, but that's down entirely to your success. So Marty Kadai, thank you so much for joining us on the Sandro Forte podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was lovely to be with you. Thank you. So that was the Sandro Forte podcast and what an absolutely amazing, fabulous guest Marty was. There are many more fantastic guests joining me over the coming weeks. So please make sure you subscribe if you want to pick up some great tips on success. And remember, you can follow us on social media at Sandro's podcast. That's Sandro's with an S. Same on all channels. And please continue to share your stories, ideas, the anecdotes, the challenges or whatever it is that motivates you. And please keep those emails coming. Hello at sandrospodcast.com. And if you can, please Please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to mention us to lots of other people too. Please connect with me on social media as well. That's Sandro Forte on Twitter and LinkedIn and the real Sandro Forte on Instagram because somebody pinched my name. Until next week, see you soon.